Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope anyone that enjoys interviews or finance or a good, uh, a good, I guess, crime drama caught my interview with uh, Merrick Smyslowski. I said his name wrong in the interview uh, last week. It was posted up on on uh, the media. It was a few days late because somehow the link was broken and the social media was all being promoted and the podcast wasn't live. Luckily, a, a listener let me know that and we got it corrected yesterday. Very, very interesting conversation. I know the sound quality at the beginning is just a, it's a little bit off, but he was in Barcelona, Spain, and we realized we probably should have done the whole video with no no streaming at all with our with ourselves, just just voice, uh, which we did at the end, so it really did clean up at the end, but it was wonderful. And then in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll be posting an interview that I did this morning with Adam Walton of the Mental Mastery Alliance. Now, he is a riot. Uh he runs a couple of things. He runs the mentalmasteryalliance.com and his Instagram page. And he also does TMMA Conspiracy. He is considered by many a conspiracy theorist. It's funny in today's day and age, though, that usually what all those people are people that are asking questions, you know, and that is what we all should be. So personally, I think we should all be conspiracy theorists. We weren't sure we were going to get off on that tangent, but we did. So I'm going to edit that podcast after I finish this one. And that way, while I'm away on vacation for two and a half weeks, a show will come up every every week. And in fact, it's afternoon right now, which I don't normally do my podcasting in the afternoon. And speaking of high-functioning habits, because when I do them, I'm usually a little more tired. I'm definitely more alert and, and such in the morning. Plus, I start to yawn. Well, I sat down to do this, and that's what happened. So I looked at my schedule, and I went, hey, you have a new habit that's right in my schedule. Walk. The word walk is in my schedule every afternoon. But I'm sort of rushing through things, trying to get ready to leave first thing in the morning because I was going to leave today and just literally couldn't get away. Go for your walk, Shelley. Don't let the things in your life that keep you healthy and happy and functioning slide, guys. That is, it's just not good. And for some reason, the sun came out, which it wasn't supposed to. It's supposed to be a cloudy, gloomy day, moving into rain for the next two days. But you know what? That was just what the weather report said. Nothing to do with actually what's going on outside my window. So for the walk, I went feeling fresh again. These are the things in life that are interesting. So, but before I did my, um, my interview this morning, I actually had my own coaching call. Yes, coaches have coaches because the people that I coach... I have a connection with them. And then from a higher level, I, I have a personal coach that I work with as well. Well, we, we kind of came, I had an epiphany this morning. And I remember asking him after we kind of got to the bottom of it, were you aware of this in my personality this past year? We've just started our second year coaching. Uh, and why didn't you say anything? And he said, I've been dropping hints, but you needed to get there on your own. And I can appreciate that. I can. There's certain things that he brings right, you know, gets right in my face about. But on this one, you know, things have been changing for me really quickly lately. Uh, It's funny. We spent a year getting my mindset uh, kind of back on track. 
And now it's, it seems like weekly I can come to you guys and podcast about some new revelation. And what we discovered today is that I have a bit of an addiction to pain. And what I mean by that is this. Here is the story. I have one last bookkeeping client that I've given notice to. I've been there a year longer than I wanted to. Two partners. One of them was a personal friend for years and I did his other businesses this past year or so. This is something where he's more of a silent partner in. It has a storefront. I figured COVID would actually shut them down, that they would be in trouble because they were, you know, just hanging on and then COVID hit. No, quite the opposite. Saved their butts. They are the success story. They just went insane. They just dug themselves out of all their debt, bless their hearts. They are current with everything. It was really quite amazing. I was not prepared for it. I figured I would spend the couple months of COVID just closing them down. Their year end is April, getting them caught up, getting everything ready for the accountants and when they were ready to take it off for the year ends. And instead, they now really need someone in there one day a week type idea. And I am not going to take that on. But what's been happening is I've got kind of a history with the partner that works in the actual store. And there's a lot of drama. And it's exhausting for me. And with my fibro, my husband actually begged me last week. He says, please do not work for them the last week that we're going on vacation because you always go away stressed out and just flipping a lid. And he's not wrong. So I, even though I'd given them a five weeks notice, I sent them a message last week to say, hey guys, I'm not going to work next week, but just know that this week, instead of working one day this week and one day next, I'm doing double the time this week. You're still getting the same amount of hours. Just it's not going to end on an actual date. That wasn't truly understood very well and there was immediately some some pushback. I'm sort of getting flack and I'm getting attitude and, and I'm thinking, why am I letting people talk to me like this? And that's what came up in my coaching call. I asked him, my coach, because Keith got after me last week, my husband, saying, what is with you? What is this need you have to save them? I said, I don't know. I, I was exploring it in my mind thinking, okay, well, maybe a little guilty that I'm just letting, you know, easy work go by even though I can't stand doing the work and it makes me physically sick. So I'm always sore and tired. I've given them notice. They don't appreciate what gets done for them. They give me a hard time. Do I have some unknown need for recognition? I need to be liked. I mean, I'm, I'm running through all the stuff that I went through in my 20s and 30s thinking, did I let some of this back in my life? And I'm just unconsciously not, you know, I'm not aware of it. And then my coach made me ask the question. So I'm telling him the story. And I said, Adam, like, what's, what is going on here? And he says, you know what's going on. So figure it out. So, he, you know, he kind of poked and prodded. He says, well, you're addicted to pain. And it wasn't so much that I was addicted to the abuse because I certainly have had, have had enough of it in my life. And it comes from my childhood. I got used to the things my mother would say and the criticisms. And I got used to just sitting quietly and taking it, you know, being stoic and just taking it. And which is really a strange thing to say because I'm actually quite emotional. And yes, I'm always crying. Uh, but when things upset me and my family, you know, abuses me about that, they consider that a weakness in me and they're quite vocal about it. But I don't have a lot of memories of me breaking down crying when my mom pulls her insults and her lack of support. I would just shut down, take it, and walk away. Well, I guess throughout my life I have done that more than once. You know, I have had two abusive relationships in my life. One, very uh, physically abusive. There was an arrest. And two, psychologically abusive when I was very young. Hmm, I'm thinking, what's up here? But the comment that my coach made was, you're comfortable with it. And oh my goodness, as soon as he said that, 
that hit home right in the center of my chest. Maybe not take it like it is an addiction that I, I'm going out looking for ways for people to hurt me. In fact, I've been almost 20 years where I just don't tolerate that, especially in my professional life. Like not at all will I tolerate disrespect. So why all of a sudden in the last couple of years have I? So apparently just awareness, letting things with my family's issues all come kind of creeping back and letting them have their drama and letting it have some power over me. I let this old subconscious habit back in as well. Even my husband, he's not the one that usually sort of analyzes things and, and becomes aware, just got so frustrated with me. He's on the phone, almost yelling, babe, I love you, but what the hell? Like, I'm not understanding what it is with you. Walk away and let them figure it out on their own. Nope, there's no buts, what ifs. Today, that really hit home for me. Yes, it is a place where I'm comfortable. When I first started my career, coming out of, you know, the the pain and stuff of my teens and early 20s, I worked for a couple of clients that were awful. Like Mr. Tube Steak, the hot dog vending people, they're run by, I believe, Hell's Angels out of Manitoba or something. You know, gross job, free, old office, freezing cold, but you know what? They were one of my very first clients. I had a five-year-old to feed and I was going through a separation with my fiance. I only had six weeks to live in the townhouse after I had him arrested and then I we had to sell or buy me out and I had to move. I was working crazy time trying to find clients and I just did anything that I had to do and I took these guys on as a client for a year or so. Oh, it was awful. But again, I guess I was comfortable with it. It was I was I was okay doing what needed to get done even if it was ugly. Well, then you get you know, you grow up, you get some self-esteem, you realize that you were just not going to take that kind of crap from people and you you move on. Things in my life now brought some of this back. So you need to be aware, if you can, where in your life you might be just comfortable in a situation where you're not even aware of it. How did I let two abusive men into my life? Hmm? I've often asked myself that question. I am someone that if a man today lifted his hand to me, I wouldn't even hesitate. There'd be a baseball bat in my arm and I'd break his kneecaps. Like the reaction would be instantaneous. I'd break his jaw. I, I don't care if they arrested me for assault. You lay a hand on me in anger or unless I've asked you, and you're getting hurt. And yet I lived with someone for a year until the point where he slugged me. And then if months later, you know, dumped me in a bathtub and pushed me down the stairs. It's like, wow. Um, you look back in moments like that and say, how did I, how did someone like me who people think, you know, have it together, I've got good self-esteem. How did I let that happen? You start to believe that you deserve it. I can tell you that right now, especially in abusive situations, you convince yourself that somehow you did something to bring this on. That is so not true, folks. It is not true. Whether you are male or female, young or old, listening to this podcast, that is simply not true. That is someone else's abuse and someone else's pain that they are taking out on you. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times that we can aggravate the situation. I sometimes would poke that bear I mean, I don't even know why. I'd push the envelope and get a reaction I probably wasn't looking for. You know what? Kids do it all the time. In fact, I got talking to someone the other day about this and they were saying how their little niece is, uh, you know, one of those kids that you're telling them no and they're reaching out their finger and pushing it off the table. <laughs> See, I laugh now because kids, I love kids like that. They're not malleable. They are going to push the limits every moment until someone pushes back. 
they need strong parents. They need understanding. They need to channel that. But don't ever kill it. Like, I can't stand parents that run around going, because I said so. I'm The first time I caught myself saying that when Ryan was young, I almost bit my tongue off. It's like, I sound like my mother and father. No, I was raised with that whole children need to be seen and not heard. And they wonder why we grow up screwed up without any ability to think for ourselves or have any self-esteem. Well, gee, you don't get to talk about anything. You don't get to voice things. You're just told to be quiet and sit quietly in the background. Yeah, no, not so much. Okay, so if you were doing that, ask yourself why. Why you do not feel that you have the time and patience and that that child is not deserving of your explanation. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes there are things beyond them and you simply have to say, you are too young to truly understand, but when you get older, mommy or daddy will explain this to you. But for right now, I need you to obey me so you don't get hurt or you don't this or that or the next thing. But your, if your standard answer is always just because I said so, that just means you're too lazy to truly understand your point of view and don't understand it well enough to explain it to someone else. That's actually how I feel about that style of parenting, okay? I realize I might uh, alienate a few listeners here, but that's how I feel. This is why kids get so are so easy to be indoctrinated. And even right now, society with this whole COVID mess going on, the powers that be have us so focused on pitting ourselves against each other, whether it's mask or race or you know, um, social distancing, whatever it is, we are on our soapboxes. And while we are fighting each other, there's an agenda going on over to the side that no one's looking at. Something my husband is, is keeps repeating, which is so true. He says, you know what? I think our government was shocked that we were, because I'm in Canada, that we listened so well, that we were so obedient. And I think they think that it was so easy that now they really can push the, push the envelope. No one seems to care. No one pushes back. I'm not okay with that. When someone is being disrespectful or, or just doing bad things, you got to push back. I wasn't pushing back with this client. I really didn't consider it abuse or disrespect. I considered it disrespectful, but it was uncomfortable and I hated it, but I wasn't willing to end it. And I have all the power. One, I've already given them written notice. If they let their business get four months behind and can't afford to play the government in Jan in uh, September and haven't found a bookkeeper, that is not my problem. That in no way is my problem or responsibility. If you have these types of issues going on in your life, they're not your problem either. Not your monkey, not your circus. But we take this stuff on and don't please think for a second that you're being altruistic. I need you to be get comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm aware enough to go digging at that scab to say something's just not right here. Once you start opening up and becoming aware and waking up, then things like this start eating at you. I didn't know the why, but I knew something wasn't right. And I made sure I went out to the people that I thought could help and asked the question, what's going on here? Well, you're comfortable there. The realization was absolutely awful to think that as far as I've come as a human being, that I could still allow someone to disrespect me and then go back for more. I actually do have the power. So when I say get comfortable being uncomfortable, don't think for a second that you're being altruistic because that's how I was feeling. I was saving them. Oh my gosh, how will they live without me? They'll live without me just fine. They might get themselves in a mess, but you know what? That's going to play out because obviously there is some lesson they need to learn. I am not the one that was going to teach it to them. 
thought I could help. I'm not helping. So don't think that that's the deal. This was more about my issues. It's always actually, never mind. It is always about our issues, not the other person's. If you can hang on to that and look through that lens, you're going to find things a lot easier. Okay. But that lens is really hard for us to get to. But that's where I'm sort of getting to in my life now. I can now put that lens up and get uncomfortable real fast going, what else is going on here? What more? Where does this need to go? Why am I putting up with this? Or why am I even doing this? Ask the questions. Ask the questions. One of the problems in society with people is that we get on our soapboxes and we do not let the truth affect our belief system. <laughs> we can stand there and scream to the top of our lungs that the sky is purple or it's green when in fact it is blue. Everyone that's not colorblind looks outside and sees a blue sky and you screaming that it's green isn't going to change that fact. There's lots of things that are just opinions or how one feels about it, but some things are just facts. And if you are presented with facts and they don't agree with your viewpoint and you can't hear and you won't understand, you are the problem. And that is something that you can get past. You can open yourself up to say, okay, do you know what? I believed that. There are people that have known me for years believing that, but now I, I'm not going to believe that any longer. That does not make you flaky or weak, guys. That makes you strong and open-minded and free thinking. The problem is you're going to be attacked for it. People are going to tell you, oh, well, that's not how you used to feel. You're just, you're so wishy-washy. You're so, you're, you're flipping around like a salmon. Nope. Growth is not about flipping from side to side. It is about moving forward and changing. You can't want to be the same person tomorrow that you are today. Keep growing. Keep asking the question. So I asked the question and got a very, very uncomfortable answer today. But the good thing is now I'm aware of it. And as much as it makes me a little bit sick to my stomach. I have packed up all the files. And when I head out of town tomorrow, because I drive right through that municipality on my way to the freeway, I will be dropping off their box of files of all their government remittances and everything that the next person that replaces me will need. Removing it from my office has a sense of finality about it and closes the chapter. Then I also can't use it as an excuse for not getting other things done that are on my to-do list, on my to-grow list, on my to-live list. Because that's what can happen with things in our lives. We will hang on to something and we justify that it needs to be there because it's filling time and it's busy work. So many of you do it all the time. Don't beat yourself up about it. But it's now time to wake up and be aware that you're doing that. Okay, I heard a cute quote the other day. I think I stuck it on the Instagram page. If you can't meditate for five minutes, you probably need three hours. This is what happens when we have justifiable behaviors in our life that we keep there in order to feel safe because it's comfortable for us. This little bit of addiction to, you know, uh, doing something I don't want to do and having things in my life that are not serving me or that, you know, perhaps whether it's people or whatever that are disrespecting me, you know, I'm getting too old for that. We are all should be too old for that. I don't care if you're one of my listeners that's 61 or 21. Don't let people disrespect you. You don't have to lash out. You don't have to make them wrong. You just have to walk away. Do not give them the power, but also don't take it. So many of us will walk around in our lives so unaware. And I know I have 
always considered myself a little bit of an old soul. Even when I was, you know, by the time I hit 30, I started questioning, why do I know stuff? Why do I look at things a certain way when other people just look at me blankly? And I wish I could have grown as quickly in my 30s as I have in my 50s. Maybe that's just the way it was meant to be. It's just this was my time. But I look back on that and I guess all I can encourage you to do is is to wake up quicker. Because let me tell you, regret is nothing we need to live with. You can start at any time. But if you were one of my younger list, younger listeners, start now. <laughs> really, just take my word for it, start now. I was talking with Merrick last week on that interview and he made the comment that he kept thinking that as he got older that his his personality, his attitudes would change, his personality would change. And, you know, I'm over 20 years older than him. I'm, you know, he's about my son's age. And I'm like, no, Merrick, it doesn't. <laughs> it simply doesn't. My body gets older. My spirit is still the same. Uh, my wisdom gains. I know more. But my spirit, who I am, that does not age and it does not change. I am limited by my subconscious unawareness and this physical carbon-based body, but my spirit has no limitations. I am the universe. We are the universe. You are so powerful, but we are trained right out of the chute to think that we are less and we are not. Do not let others and situations control you. You have all the power. Please grasp it hold on to it and own it. I will not be allowing this particular little addiction to take another day's time out of my life. I am walking away. Is it a little uncomfortable? Yes. Yes, it is a little uncomfortable. Feeling a little sick to my stomach actually. Because I can, I guess maybe part of it is despite my own issues that I'm just working through and sharing with you, I can see the mess this is going to cause down the road. And I refuse to feel guilty for it because it's not my business. Like literally, not that it's not my business. It is not my business. I have my own business to run. And you can't save people that don't want to be saved. What was that expression? Get off the cross. Someone needs the firewood. Don't mean to be disrespectful, but you get the point. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.